Thanks for listening to the Rob at Desk podcast. I'm Rob Blasey. Today, Sean Hakes came over to visit to talk, came came on the podcast. We talked about a lot of things. He uh, he got shot as a, a number of years ago. He tells that story and uh, work-life balance, starting a number of businesses and traveling in his RV for the next year or so, starting in September. So all sorts of things we talked about. Plus, we talked about a CBD oil he works with. And then afterwards, he's like, hey, we'll give them a discount if they want. So there's a promo code. So it's newleafnaturals.com, N-U-L-E-A-F naturals.com. And if you use the promo code CRCO20, you'll get 20% off your CBD oil order through them. So take a look at that. And we'll put that in the description for you as well. But here's the conversation I had with Sean Hakes. Three, two, one. Sean Hakes, thanks for coming over. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. It's been a minute. It has been a while. I think I don't think I've seen you. It's been about what, a year and a half or so. Has it been that long since we played softball down at? Huh. Because and how long I, have you lived here? Six years. And yeah, and I've never been here. So yeah. Well, I mean. Usually I went down to Castle Rock because we played softball because you were the Sean un- unassisted triple play Hakes. Mm, that's right. You got a good memory. <laughs> How many times have you seen unassisted triple play in, right. in church adult rec league softball? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's funny. Second base. Yeah, no, it was one of those like, I think everybody in the field. I think it was a pop fly. Yep. The guy was running from first to second. There was a guy running from second to third. They thought I was going to drop the ball because I was fumbling with it. I ended yes. up catching it, tagging the guy running from second to third, and then also the guy running from first to second. And then you tap, yeah, you tap second base to get the guy that tried to go that's to right. third. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah, no. Cause I, was, I was playing catcher that game, and I saw the whole thing. Like, you sort of like, you're like he's going to drop. Wait, look at that. We got all three of them. <laughs> like, and I think we won one game all year, so that was like the winning moment, really. We're like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. You, you might have this trophy, but we have an unassisted triple play on the season. Take that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's crazy. And so, yeah, no, and uh, I met you on Craigslist about six years ago. Huh. You remember that? Like Kind old... of, yeah, back in the radio station days. Yeah, you had your radio station. I just moved out here. I was looking for work. and Right, okay. Yeah, and, and I we inter... ended up doing a show instead. Right? Yeah, so. And then I was like, so yeah, it's always fun to go, like, people are like, how do you know Sean? I was like, we technically met on through Craigslist. That's how you do it these days. Right. That's how I meet everyone's online. What do, what do you think of, I, you met, how'd you meet your wife? Craigslist. Craigslist, really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> You are on Craigslist way too Match, much. Match.com. Oh, okay. Okay. I was, it's always curious with now more and more people meeting their significant others. Yeah, and that was 11 years ago, a little over 11 years ago. That's so you're on the more of the forefront of the uh, online dating experience. Right, yep. What do you, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're not playing with it now these days, but like, I'm sure you at least have friends that do. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like it feels like it's changed a lot. Yeah, there, uh, maybe it's Facebook now. I don't know. It's like was Tinder, Bumble. Is it? I, I don't even remember the yeah, ones they, where they, they just swipe left or plenty of fish or something. And there's oh, a couple the, the, other ones. Oh, what was that Christian one that was really weird? Christian Mingle. Christian Mingle. Yeah, never, never tried it. Yeah, no, neither. Same here. Actually, I'm where'd not, you meet your fiance? My fiance now. We met at church. We met the old-fashioned oh, way. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, uh, like so she gives me crap. So. 
um, we met her. I met her about right when I moved out here when I started going to the church where she was at. And apparently she liked me right away. I had no idea. None. <laughs> Four years later, we reconnect just like by greeting her, like saying happy birthday on Facebook to her. And then just conversation kept going and look where it's at now. She's like, it took you four years to ask Yeah, because that was kind of out of the blue. It like, was. Oh, all of a sudden, I got a girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, you, you, ever since you... Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I think we're selling tickets to the wedding because I don't think anyone really believes that. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have different table seatings. Like, this is the gold circle seating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, but you're telling me a story years ago when we first met that I still have told other people. I probably butchered the story, but where you got shot in the back of the head. Yeah, so 2006, party mode. Okay. So I was, I was in my, my wild child days, but me and a group of friends went up to Larimer County, Pooter Canyon is what it's called, and uh, everyone brought a bunch of guns and whiskey, and whiskey and guns don't go well. Two of the top together. three ATF yeah. things. Um, and essentially that night everyone got pretty crunk, okay. except for me, which is a good thing. Okay. Because I could have bled to death the next day if I was. Wow. Um, so the next morning, myself and another guy got up and we were walking around the campsite just checking things out. Next thing I know, I hear boom. And I hear a loud ringing noise and then voices. It's kind of like in the movies when you, when someone gets shot and yeah. you hear everything goes black and it's just ringing. That's kind of what the experience was like. Really? And uh, I remember getting up and the guy who had shot me was running down the hill screaming like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And uh, I was holding the back of my head, and I pulled my hand off, and there's blood everywhere. Wow. And um, we were in an area that had no cell phone service. So everyone was kind of sitting around talking, what happened? What happened? And I'm like, let's go. we got to get out of here. And so we jump in the car, and we just keep driving until we get cell phone service. Well, we don't get cell phone service. We see a house on the side of the road, and we pull up, and I'm like, honk. I'm reaching over the uh console like hitting his horn like man man because i'm in and out of consciousness and i'm kind of freaking out yeah and a guy rightly so yeah and so a guy comes running out of his house um come to find out he's a volunteer firefighter oh wow so that's pretty cool uh about 20 minutes later volunteer paramedics come uh it was uh kind of like the silver sneakers club (laughs) <laughs> pulling up in an ambulance okay. a bunch of older ladies that retire i call them my like guardian angels because literally when they got there when they showed up my blood pressure went down and i kind of had this like sense of peace over me and then uh, they they hooked me up to oxygen and stuff and then the helicopter came flight for life about another probably 10 15 minutes after that wow it flew me into uh Poudre canyon or Poudre valley hospital and, into emergency surgery so and then i woke up my family was all around me and then uh, I was, I lost all my peripheral vision for about a year. Wow. So. Uh, Were you able to drive then? Not really, no. Okay. Uh, and it was, I was staying with a friend because I couldn't, you know, stay by myself because I was still recovering. I had this tube come out of my head and a bunch of other stuff. Wow. And uh, his kids would mess with me. It was, was kind of funny. So, like, <laughs> if you were standing right in front of me, I could see you. But as soon as you moved slightly to the left or right, you would disappear. Huh. And so his kids would come up. <laughs> And they knew my blind spots. <laughs> and they would start making faces like, you know, and everyone start laughing. I'm like, why is everyone laughing? Because I couldn't see them, even though they were right in front of me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's about it. It took about a year or so. And then things kind of reconnected and my vision started coming back. And now I fly airplanes and stuff that I thought I'd never be able to do. That is, 
unreal. How many people do you meet that actually get, especially shot in the head of all places? Yeah, it's not so. Oh, jeez. And that, like you said, you're flying airplanes. You got your private license? I do, yeah. My uh, grandpa was a pilot. My dad's a pilot. And uh, I've always wanted to be a pilot ever since I was a kid. Just couldn't afford it ever. Right. Didn't have the time. And then uh, after all this nonsense from pre-2006, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Right. Makes sense. Uh, yep. And then do you guys still have that World War II museum up in Wyoming? We do. So we have the museum. We lost the hangar. You lost the hangar? Yeah. So the airport up there... Um, put it up for bid and decided not to renew our lease. And um, so luckily the, the new tenants, um, and so keep in mind, this hangar has been in our family for like 30 years. Okay. So this is a big deal. It's a political move that, that this backdoor deal to get this done, but whatever. Um, but the new entity that's taken it over uh, has volunteered to allow us to keep the museum in there uh, for almost basically free, which is cool. Okay, that's uh, great. For a tax write-off, because the museum is under a 501c3 now. Okay. And uh, the only stipulation is we got to put some money into it to make it a more improved, better experience, I guess, for the visitors, which is what we wanted to do anyway. Well, that's cool. Okay, then you get your license. And that, so you mentioned now being able to afford doing it. You started, what, three businesses now? Probably more than that. Those are the three I've heard of. Three that have made it. We'll okay. just say that. <laughs> Maybe a few more that have barely made it. Okay. Um, so it was 2001. I was working for a large telecommunications company. Okay. And it was one of those gigs where you show up at 5 in the morning and you could leave at 2.30. But if you were half a second late or leave a half a second early, you got written up. Ugh. Um, half a second late back from lunch, you had quality assurance people listening to you all the time, reviews every week. I mean, it was the rat race. I learned a lot. It was good. Um, but I got to a point where I said, hey, I'm kind of tired of this corporate shenanigans and uh, had just bought a new house and I had a couple of new nice cars. I wasn't making a lot of money. I basically made enough to pay for those things barely. Okay. Um, and then I started in the web development okay. and search engine marketing, which I didn't really know a whole lot about back then. Could not get clients for the life of me. And, Probably uh, pe- people didn't even know what it was. Yeah, back then, yeah. I mean, trying to sell SEO for $50 a month was challenging. Now you could charge $10,000, $20,000 a month, and people buy it all day long. Really? Um, because it's more, it's a lot more complicated and things like that now. But um, long story short, I lost everything, jumping from corporate America to entrepreneurism. I uh, you know, lost my house, got foreclosed on. What? So when you're like 19 years old, and you're like, oh, I'm a baller, I got a new house. Just kidding. Um, I had a couple cars. They got repoed. Wow. Um, I had to get out, and you know, I was I got an apartment before everything hit my credit, uh, so I could even get an apartment. Jeez. And it was just kind of living by strings. And then I thought one day I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go file bankruptcy. And uh, I went to the to an attorney and I said, hey, let's do this. And he's like, all right, it's fifteen hundred bucks or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Down to get started, and I was like, file bankruptcy. If I, if I had fifteen hundred dollars, <laughs> so I never did. Um, and then this was before the shooting accident. So the shooting accident was kind of the pinnacle of life catching up to me. Wow. And so after the, uh, after the shooting accident, what I did was I moved to Phoenix in with my cousin and I got a really good paying job and I started buying myself out of debt. Okay. And, uh, 
and it was good for about a year. I got completely out of debt. I paid off all my my past liabilities. The shooting accident was a big pain in the butt because I had about one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in medical bills on top of my other debt that I already oh. had. And uh, luckily, Larimer County has a program that pays for your debt, um, but they didn't for like a year, and so it just sat on your credit. It just sat on my credit, so my credit score tanked. So like under, I mean, I was at four hundred points or so, or maybe lower. Um, to the point where I couldn't get finance for a newspaper. That's what I told people. I mean, it was that bad. Wow. Um, so I got out. Uh, I I built my first company. I sold it for a hundred grand, which back then was like a million bucks to me. Right. Uh, and I learned from that, and then I created another one that we built up to over a couple million bucks and sold that. Uh, and then I was on a non-compete. I bought uh, Velocity Radio, which that's you remember. Where, that's, that's where I came in here. That's where you came in, um, which turned into CRCO, which is actually another business that's flourishing right now, which I'm going to end up selling that pretty soon, hopefully. Uh, and then probably about six years into my non-compete, mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I need to pick up a couple clients again, mm-hmm. and I don't want to go big this time. And and then it just kind of blew up and exploded, and now it's big again. And uh, so we're in the middle of a merge right now with another company. Very cool. Congratulations. I mean, you, you basically – like you said earlier, went through hell and kept running to get out. Well, I went through hell hard. Yeah. And uh, luckily, I didn't stay there for too long. Um, I know a lot of entrepreneurs, they reach that level. Yeah. And they never come back. They say, I'm just going to get a job. I'm never going to go through this again. What, do you know many successful guys that haven't been through that? Not unless they inherited a bunch of money. I think most successful entrepreneurs in, in this, you know, these days, they have to go through that to yeah. learn. And you, and you learn from your mistakes, which makes you better. Yeah. And uh, and that's what I did. And now I know what not to do. Right. When I start a business. And now I have all kinds of different things. I'm getting ready to go on the road for a year with the family, which I told you about. Yeah. Uh, we're going to just bought a really cool 42-foot fifth wheel, um, a beast. And we're going to pull that thing around the United States and Canada. Jeez. Where are you guys, where are you guys planning are you going to plan on staying in like how often do you plan on moving the thing? Like do you like, are you going to go somewhere and try to stay for a month or what's your, depending on the area. Yeah. It'll be a couple weeks to a month. Okay. So in the winter we're heading East, we're going to be down in uh Charleston area, Myrtle beach, and then oh. kind of work our way South. Okay. Uh, and then around the Gulf coast to Phoenix will be Phoenix sometime around spring of okay. 2021, I guess. Uh, and then we're going to work our way through California and then up the coast and into Canada and then Alaska during the summer and through Canada. So, and you have, cause you have two younger kids. Are you guys going to like homeschool them on the road then? Yeah. So Adriana's a teacher by trade. Oh, so works out great. Right. Uh, she makes them do a ton of homework on the summer anyways. So um, the, the status quo for your kids, they're just going to be used to doing homework. Yeah. They're used to doing it all the time anyway. Okay. Yeah. She keeps them busy. So hopefully... You know, that's one reason why we got such a big camper is so we can have a school there okay. inside the camper. I can get away. Okay. I mean, it's like a condo, basically. I mean, it's, it's probably bigger than my place. It's probably pretty close <laughs> about the same. No. <laughs> no, I think you got a little more room here. The one extra bedroom sort of helps. <laughs> right. But you have an attached garage to yours, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Jeez. No, I didn't, I didn't get a toy hauler. Toy haulers do have attached garages, but we wanted a bigger living space. So when you have the garages with the in the campers, you lose a lot of that living space. Uh, okay. So why do you, why did you want to go do this? Be on the road for a year and you know 
get out of your house, I guess. Well, we started camping when the kids were about six months old. Okay. And the best family time we've ever had is when we're away. Okay. And we get to focus on each other. Um, and the cool thing is with camp, I mean, the kids are growing fast. I mean, you'll get there. I'm okay. sure you'll probably have next year. You'll be like, hey, Sean, we're having a baby. <laughs> I don't know if that's a blessing or what you're trying to, or like if you're just saying, hey, watch out. <laughs> it's coming. Get ready. Well, thank you. Um, but there's something magical about having a kid. I okay. mean, the bond there is, it's hard to explain. You'll okay. have to just go through it. Okay, I trust you. You understand what I'm talking about. But uh, it's crazy because I look back and my son was a baby like yesterday and now he's almost 10 years old. And uh, uh, I'm like, wow, you blink and it's just like, poof, they're growing. So we're doing it to uh, to be able to just you know spend more time together and stuff. And especially before the kids think they're too cool to go camping with us anymore. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So you guys gonna you're just uprooting everything. You'll be able to work from the road. Yeah, that's the plan. That's um, that's one of the awesome parts about being an entrepreneur and making your own money is you can do whatever you want. And you're you're basically letting people follow along with you guys while you're doing this though too, right? Yeah. So we created a blog, Open Road RVing. Um, it might change because our our journey we're going to be called the Modern Nomads. Okay. So. Um, so we have the modern nomads and we're going to make a little TV kind of reality TV series about planning for the whole thing. Cause there's a lot of thing you, know, you got you got to figure out how am I going to make money on the road? Right. Right. You got to think about, um, what are we going to do with our house? Are we going to rent it out? Are we going to sell it? What are we going to do with our things? We don't want to just keep it in storage forever. Yeah. Um, where are we going to go? I mean, I got about six months of our trip planned out right now. I got another six months to go. What are we going to do if this happens? What about if the truck breaks down? What if, you know, there's a lot of ifs. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm like you where I don't worry about anything, so <laughs> I just roll with it. You'll be able to f- you'll be like, oh, it'll be fine. We'll get a tow truck. We'll get it taken care of. Yeah. Like what's, you know, you got a camper to just sort of jump right in anyway, right? Yeah, you could be stuck in whatever and just, all right, we're going to go sleep in the camper till the tow truck gets here. That's fine. Right. Unreal. I mean, the logistics of that has got to be pretty impressive, too, to be able to keep up with everything, keep up. What about like for holidays? You gonna try to like swing back near family around Christmas? No, no, that's why we're leaving. <laughs> okay, fair. Well, yeah, you used to spend about every Christmas down where's down in Texas, South Padre. Yeah, right. No, I mean my 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 kids are really close with my sister's kids now. She's got eight. An, um, an eight year old or eight eight kids. Like they know how the kids. Ocho. They know they know what causes that these days, right? Yeah. Okay. Just... Yeah. Eight eight of them. Um, and our, so our kids are pretty good buddies with theirs now. So yeah, okay. we'll have to come back. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably come back for the holidays and that's why we're like, Hey, if we keep our house, we can Airbnb it. We can just reserve it for when we come back. But I don't want people tearing it up. Honestly, I kind of would rather not have that stress. I, I'll get, I know some people that Airbnb some property out. I'm sure you do too, but maybe that, uh, give you some insights on how to do it and help, uh, maybe protect the more precious belongings. So you don't have as much to come back to of uh, getting stuff getting beat up. Because yeah. like my uh, soon to be in laws have a house down in Sedona. They Sedona they Airbnb out about eight months out of the year or so. Hmm. So that's where uh, like because that's where we're going for the honeymoon is we're gonna go. They they're letting us use their house down there. Yeah, if I had condos, I think I would probably do it. This is a house. This is a full um, house. Well, I know. I mean, you go down to Myrtle Beach and they have five six million dollar houses that they do it with yeah so i mean it's 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 an interesting world like i I mean could you imagine what was it the the joke is like with everything rented out we're 
you know, you jump, people jump in people's cars now that we're strangers. Now you're renting your house out to strangers for a night or two where before it's like, I wouldn't even let them in my house. So, all right. So you're going, you're going on the road. When you know, when you're, when you're starting businesses though, you're going to start another business. Like with this whole entity of the road trip, is this something that a business in the making that we just don't know about yet that you're not. Well, so I got a couple of good deals. So my, my company I'm merging right now. Okay. Um, I'm not going to be active in the operation. So that's my that's agreement the, that, that I'm working. That's your out. That's my out. Um, but I will be active in sales. I can do sales from anywhere. Yeah. I can generate my own leads from anywhere. I can go talk to anyone anywhere. See, that's um, what I see what you're doing. It's like, you're just going to like, you're going to make friends with every campsite you go to. You do. And you meet a lot of business owners at campsites. Okay. Which is, I mean, when we go out on the road, I can't, I mean, we've met so many really cool people and most of them are small business owners. I mean, it makes sense. Like it's not a typically a cheap thing to do if you're in like an RV area. RVs aren't really cheap. Yeah, they're not cheap. Um, they're not cheap to operate Yeah, and keep. That's for sure. Keep up. It's kind of like an airplane. There's, it costs more to buy and boats, you know, a lot more expensive <laughs> to keep them than it is just to like rent one. Oh yeah. But, uh. I don't like to share potties with previous owners and things like that. I like to have all my stuff fresh. That's just our, our families, you know, I know no one else sat on that John besides one of us four. Someone <laughs> so. else has to clean this one up. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So then like, how do you balance like that whole work life balance where you're like, you're on the road, you're with your family, but you got to still probably get work done. You're like the, the opposite side of most people. You're, at, you're with your family more than you're at work. Yeah, so the trick is work smarter, not harder. Okay. Um, once you figure that out, you're golden. I oh, mean, yeah? I get a lot done in a very short amount of time. I get more done in an hour than a lot of people probably get done in a week. Really? Uh, at least with what, what I do. So um, I can be very efficient with my time and uh, and be able to show the results that I need to show the results where I can actually spend a lot of time with the family and things like that. That's pretty cool. So what, would, what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about starting a business or kind of trying to follow down these tracks? Find a good teacher. Okay. And by that, I don't mean at school. Okay. Find someone who's done it. Find someone who's failed. Okay. Uh, find someone who's successful and uh, like a good mentor, you know, and uh, and go from there. I mean, I, I'm extremely lucky because I fell into marketing and I got really good at generating leads online using no money. And the cool thing about that is I can literally start up any business I want and know that I will have people at my door to buy whatever it is that I'm doing. I hate it when that happens. It's yeah, it's terrible. Jeez. Uh, and I think that's why I love what I do so much. It's I can do it. Like I had a landscaping company. I had a trucking company. I, uh, I had a freight business moving construction materials around. I'm going to, they were, I didn't, maybe didn't make a ton of money on them, but I stayed busy and I made some money and, uh, and I sold them. Hmm. You know, I have three that I consider like my, my success, uh, my big ones yeah. that I've sold. Um, but I've, I've done a lot of little, little businesses too, that I build up and sell. And, uh, I, I do a lot of businesses in a box, I guess. So if someone's like, like, for example, I have an online junk removal company. The website ranks really well. It gets leads. Right now, I just sell the leads. But if someone wanted to come up to me and say, hey, I want to buy that brand from you, I mean, they literally buy it and buy a truck and off to the races they go. They already have the business coming in. Huh. What a way to start. Yes. Yeah, so here you go. Handout. Jeez. 
now, now you just got to be able to, to grow it. And, and owning, owning a business is not for the faint of heart. I see a lot of people do it. I think there, I heard a stat, there's about a 90% fail rate for people that jump into small business ownership. I, I'm sure that's, this sounds right from what I've heard in the past. Yeah. So it's, um, and I could have failed. I mean, I had my own family tell me, they're calling me up, Sean, Sean, you got to go get a job and, and, and stop hurting yourself because it's hurting us too. You know, this entrepreneurism thing isn't for you. And I'm like, oh yeah, I might've fallen down 35 times already. And I might fall down another 35 times, but I'm going to figure this out one of these days. <laughs> so persistence is a, is a gift of yours. Persistence and you can't be afraid to fail because yeah. when you fail, you learn. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, I agree with that. Like, I've, that's how, like, coaching basketball over the years, like, the, learn a lot more on the losing seasons than you did the winning seasons. That's for sure. Definitely. Well, look at our softball team. I know. We learned a lot about softball. We learned a ton. <laughs> we learned a lot I learned that I can't run like I used to. Isn't it funny getting older that way? <laughs> and I get injured a lot easier how, now. <laughs> how old are you now? Uh, 13. 13? No. I just turned 40. Jade. Well, I'm turning 37, so I'm not far behind you. Oh, see, this. I was just talking to someone the other day about that. Where, like, I, I had some friends like, "Oh, you should come play basketball with us again." No, I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm afraid of lateral quick movements. <laughs> you know, I'm afraid of other people trying to run through me to go uh, get a goal. I'm. That doesn't sound appealing to me anymore. Like, yeah, like quick lateral movements. The, because uh, I, I remember when you were younger, you hear stories like. Are you, teachers in school or whoever like they're in their 40s or something and like you see them coming in in crutches or something happening like hey uh you know mr history teacher what happened you have a big cast on your leg there's like yeah uh tore my achilles oh uh, how'd you do that uh got out of my car what happened got out of my car wait you just just got out of your car he's like yeah, when I turned and I twisted, something something ripped, and it was my Achilles. Well, that's that's a good point because like a month ago, maybe two months ago, I was helping my mother-in-law put a TV in her car, and it wasn't a big TV. Yeah. I just turned the wrong direction. I heard a like pop in my shoulder. Oh. And then uh, it was fine. And then I went inside, and I started moving my shoulder, and I could feel it grinding. You could hear it. It's like... <laughs> And then the next day it was just shooting pain, shooting pain, shooting pain. Luckily it's, you know, a month and a half later, it, I, I was scheduled to go to PT, but I'm one of those people where I'm like, I don't want to go to PT <laughs> unless it's, it gets to a point where I can't breathe or something cause it hurts so bad. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of slowly started working it with weights and stuff like that. And, um, and then now I can use it again. But to your point, I mean, sometimes I just get out of bed and I put my sock on wrong and my back goes out. Right. So I feel it's it. Just, as you get older, you feel like, I just, like moving to more low impact enjoyment. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, is, if you lay in bed too long, you start hurting more too. So there's like, a, it's like it forces you to get moving. Yeah, totally. Like when you're young, you're like, oh, I could sleep till noon. And you could. Mm-hmm. Now I was like, I better get moving. Before Thank goodness hoops. for that CBD oil that's out now. Oh, yeah. That stuff makes a world of difference. Okay. So tell me about like my fiance is all about CBD oil stuff. And I just see it and I go, let me see some more studies on it. Like, I guess it's a anti-inflammatory. There's a lot of things. Let me just tell you my experience. With okay. It. That's, I'll hear and the only one in new leaf, 
okay. is, is the stuff that I use. New Leaf? New Leaf Naturals. Do you use New Leaf exclusively? Exclusively. Okay. Um, How do you e- spell this New Leaf? N-U-L-E-A-F. Okay. Exclusively, huh? Exclusively. All right. Tell me your story about so, it. So, you know, with my shooting accident, when you have a traumatic brain injury, yeah, you knock a few screws loose in your head. So for me... Like PTSD is real. So, for an example, like if I hear a loud noise that pops off next to me, and I and I don't, I'm not, you know, aware of it. Like it's just out of nowhere, boom. Um, it messes me up. Like the uh, we had a table that was folded up against the wall, fall over that my son knocked over, and it put me in this weird trance for like almost a whole day. Really, almost like bringing back the shooting thing and like the same vibes and memories and stuff. Wow. Like that. Um, and then also like sleeping, like in. I, I don't get anxiety a lot, but every now and then I get these flare-ups. You know, I never, and I, I never had them before the shooting accident, um, or not being able to sleep. And I stayed away from CBD, mm-hmm. like the plague, because back in my high school days, I had a problem with the doobie. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay, and uh, I'm like CBD. Psh, that's for the stoners. I'm not a stoner anymore. I'm not going to take that stuff. Um, and then finally, I was like, I'm not getting sleep. My blood pressure is really high. Like, I'm on edge around loud noises. So I finally, I'm like, here we go. I did the full spectrum tinctures, the drops. Okay. And uh, I had the best sleep I ever had in my life. Really? And then anxiety, poof, gone. Blood pressure went down. Is it because the um, anti-inflammatory? Like, how's, like, what's, how, like, okay, it's like, instead of just being like, it's magic, what's the, how does it work to do that? All I know is it's magic. So <laughs> I don't I don't know all the science behind it. I just read a lot of independent studies and kind okay. of come up with my own opinions on it. Like I've heard a um, lot of people like you say really good things about it. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to be careful because there's a lot of snake oil out there. So when I look for CBD companies, this is why like, I like Newly, for example. It's all third-party tested. Okay. Organic. Their lab results are right there on their website. So if you want to know what's in yours, you just throw in the batch number and it tells you everything. Huh. Um, because there have been some where they've been tested where they actually don't have CBD in them or they have chemicals like high-level lead um, and pesticides and things like that. It seems like the opposite approach of what you're trying to get done when you take this stuff. Right. So um, so you have to be kind of cautious on which companies you go with. Yeah. And uh, so that's why. But so, 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 so you're an avid CBD user, oil user. I do, I do, like, I don't even know how to say it. Well. Yeah, I mean, I don't use it every day. But, okay. for example, I had a deposition the other day because okay. I do expert witness testimony. Okay. Um, which this will probably be my last one because it stresses me out too much, um, which I don't get stressed out. But when you're sitting in front of an attorney for six hours, your blood pressure goes up and it's just like... You, I get it. Yeah, so what? I, you take some CBD and it, boop, melts you out. Really? Yeah. And is, so does it mellow you out enough to where... The lawyer in front of you realizes you're on CBD oil. It just no, it has no psychoactive effects whatsoever. But it just like yeah, it's just it's just calming. I don't know. It's like I'm one of those weird dudes. Like I like bubble baths. Don't judge. I like, I love the smell of essential oils. Don't judge. I know it's like a mom thing, but I have my diffuser next to my bed <laughs> and my sage and. Whatever else, my frankincense. Uh, see, uh, <laughs> see, I'm not against you doing any of that. I'm all for welcome to America. Whatever makes you happy, go for it. Right? Yeah, I I'm just not... love the smell of it. It's just calming, you know. And oh. uh, 
And and so I don't know where I was going with that tangent, but <laughs> don't judge. <laughs> Bubble baths and because uh, you get stressed candles. out and it helps, yeah, with a glass of red wine. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Did we're, you do you do that after you drive you home in a soccer you know, van? You know Michael Junior, the comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were at a Michael Junior uh, show at uh, one of the churches in Castle Rock, and he was like, "Which one of you dudes use a?" Uh, or take bubble baths, raise your hand. <laughs> and no, no one raised their hand. You and he's like, all right, for all the women out there, who of you have husbands that like to take bubble baths? <laughs> and I, my wife's like, he does, he does. You know, and that's when everyone starts clowning on you. <laughs> I'm like, don't judge. It's fine. <laughs> I just, yeah. Oh. Like, I like a hot tub. You have a hot tub. I just got a hot tub, yeah. Love so, it. I'm like, I don't know about the bubble. The, I can't tell you the last time I've had a bubble bath. What about the Epsom salts? Do you use those? Oh, yeah. Love them. Really? Yeah. Love them. See, this is, a, this is what's going to happen, by the way. Samantha's going to listen. Samantha's my fiance. She's going to be like, Sean uses it. How come you're not using it? Right. And she's like, that's really what's going to happen. Like, I can't make, she's like, every time I kind of like make a joke about her using it, like, and I'm okay with people using it. Like, but let me make a joke. CBD or the, the bulb or what? All the above of what you just oh, listed. Okay. <laughs> like, Dude, once you try it, the, the problem is you're afraid to try it because you know you'll get addicted. I will. To the bubble baths. I don't have a great bath. If I had a to bigger. To the essential oils. If I had a bigger, yeah, see, that's just, and how much does that stuff cost? Like, that'd be my concern too. Is like, oh, now I just have another. I'm already, I'm already just trying to save money to CBD, go to the CBD, like range. legitimate CBD is kind of pricey, but essential oils, I don't care what's in it as long as it smells good. Okay. So I just get mine on Amazon. Okay. Um, and it's like four bucks a bottle and lasts you for months. Oh, okay. That's um, nice. Maybe five bucks a bottle. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, candles. You, know, you just go to the dollar store and get a couple candles and you're golden. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> so, all right. Speaking of, uh, of Samantha here, future marriage advice. You've been married for how long? Going on 10 years. 10 years. Okay. So then the question I have for you then is, I am trying to only have to do this marriage thing once. So I'm trying to go, go in with the best foot forward, trying to get advice, doing it right. What would you, uh, any advice from a, a decade veteran here? <laughs> leave, leave your ego at the door. Okay. And she's always right. And, and your dude, your dude friends will make funny of saying your man card got revoked. It don't matter if it got revoked or not. It'll make life a lot easier at home. <laughs> so you got your, your man card got revoked about what? 10 years ago? No, it took me about five years to figure it out. Okay. And so if I would have learned earlier on, yeah, the first five years would have been a lot easier. Okay. Life's life's great now. And it has been for a long time, but um, when you have two very strong willed people that have to be right all the time, yeah, it's challenging, and uh, and we both left our egos at the door, and uh, I'm like, ninety percent of the time she's right. I, I leave a little bit, a little sliver for me every yeah. now and then. I can say, no, I'm right on this one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I ask for it in writing typically if I'm right on something. Yeah, not... or, or write it down and have her sign off on it. Yeah, like yep. on this date at this time, I was right about something, mm -hmm. and then I have it engraved in a piece of maple. But you know what? Even if you are right, sometimes you have to just say. All right, you're right, honey. Even yeah. if you're right, that's the hardest that's part. That's leaving the ego at the door. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even when you're right, you're yeah. wrong. Right. Very good. Well, Sean, before I let you go here, anything else you want to share? We've covered a number of different things from your the CBD oils to your world travels to your businesses to your failures to getting shot. 
No, I don't think so. I'm uh, my biggest thing is working with entrepreneurs and seeing them, or or even people that have corporate jobs. I'm like, yeah. you got to get out there and experience ownership for yourself. Print your own money. Don't work for someone else that prints money. You know what I'm saying? Makes sense. If someone wants to reach out to you or connect with you, what's the best way? Oh boy. Well, I used to have a work email address. Now I just have a personal one. <laughs> is there? So, a, do you have a Twitter or anything? Do you still do that? Yeah, or? Twitter is just Sean at Sean Hakes S E A N H A K E S. My Facebook page, which I just started, is Hakes Sean backwards. H A K E S. You're, you're an S E A N. S E A N. The the only way. Sean, okay. Sean Connery. That's yeah. Okay. It's the only right way. And I'll put, I'll put a, no. I'll put a link to those in the description. So if anybody wants to openroadrving.com is our new site. Openroadrving.com. If you want to follow along the adventures and the struggles of what it is to get ready to I'm leave actually, everything for a year. I'm excited to hear how it goes. So Sean, thank you so much. We'll have to do this again after uh, some of your road tripping. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Sean.